Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today is Palm Sunday, and if you don't know what that is, that is the day, like Jesus rode into Jerusalem the week before he was crucified. He rode in on a Sunday, and he was riding in, he was on a donkey, and they were just waving palm branches, and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, you know, and, and they're worshiping him. But what's amazing is that how just in a few days because of their social media, because of their social media of Jesus' day, the chatter, it didn't look like it looks like today, but they, it's, uh, social media has always been around. And because of social media, how the narrative changed from the Messiah's here to save us, save us now, till he's no longer the Messiah. He's a fake, he's a phony, and crucify him. Isn't that amazing how that changed just in a few days because of social media? It's amazing to me how the devil still uses social media in our era today to discredit Jesus. Amen? Amen. But the great thing is there was a resurrection and you can't discredit Jesus because he always shows up. Amen? Amen? And so today, as we talk about the end times, I want to encourage you today. I want to tell you, just as there was anticipation about Jesus, the Messiah, coming the first time, then we should not allow social media to discredit, to discourage us so that we're not excited about Jesus' return the second time. And I want to tell you that to after today, I hope that you will not be afraid anymore because I hear people say, well, I don't want Jesus to come back because I'm afraid, you know, I want to live my life. Let me tell you something. If Jesus comes back, you're really going to live your life. You're a Christ follower. Amen? It's going to be good. And so today I want to talk to you. So why, why should you look forward to heaven? Well, there's a couple of things I want to share with you. The first one is this. Number one, would you write this down maybe? It says, you get to meet Jesus and your saved family and friends in heaven. You get to meet, meet Jesus and your saved family and friends in heaven. Now, the text that I'm going to be talking from today is found in John's gospel. It's Jesus, John chapter 14, and Jesus is telling them about heaven. And look what he says. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. So what Jesus was saying is this, is that I, I don't want you to just trust me while you're here, but trust me for eternity. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't, don't be discouraged. Don't have anxiety. Understand that I've got this. Now, I want to just, again, try to clear up some stuff today because there's a lot of people that are afraid that, you know, like if I were to die, what's going to happen to me, even if I'm a Christ follower? So I want to clear some of that up. I want to read a passage that's found in 1 Thessalonians, and then I want to try to maybe clear it up. Look what it says. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will what? 
Rise first. Okay, there we go. After that, we who are still what? Alive. Alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Now, when we read this verse, we get excited because we say, you know, the great thing about living in our generation today, we're, we believe that, you know, we're at the beginning of the end. And so we could be alive when Jesus comes and we don't have to die. Aren't you glad about that? I mean, aren't you glad that, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful you'd not have to lay in a casket and let people parade by you and say all those things that, that you wish they would have said when you were alive? Because they're going to lie. <laughs> they're going to lie. They're going to say, oh, he was so wonderful. Oh, just a great guy. Oh, I'm so, Rhonda, what a great guy. And they're going to lie. And I just want to tell you, lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, but anyway, but wouldn't that be great? Now, here's where, here's where the confusion comes in. When it says the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and they say, okay, well, wait a minute. If I, if I were to die before Jesus returns, does that mean that, that my, I'm just going to be asleep until Jesus comes? Does that mean that my soul is just going to be like in no man's land? And a lot of people think that, but that is not true according to the Scripture. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen, everybody? And so here's what I want to tell you. Let me just try to clear this up. What's going to happen? So if we were to, if we were to die before, before Jesus comes, the moment that you, you take your last breath, the moment that your, body, your breath leaves your body, at that moment, that's your spirit's leaving. And when it leaves, if you're a Christ follower, you're going to go right into heaven with God. As a matter of fact, I think before you, that last breath is withdrawn out of your body, I think you're already seeing what we can't see anyway. And you'll see the hand of Jesus there to guide you in. Amen. And so you're going to get to go right on to heaven right there. Your spirit is and you'll have a spirit body. And so you'll be able to function around heaven. You're going to be recognizable. But the great thing is that if, you know, if you've died and all of a sudden you went to heaven, well, when that trumpet sounds, the Bible said the dead in Christ are going to rise. What that means is whether you've been cremated or you died and your body turned to dust, no matter what, that all those ashes are going to be gathered again and all that dust is going to be gathered again. And your body, your, your physical body is going to come alive and meet your spiritual body that you're going to be able to live on this earth forever and ever and ever because we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Amen, everybody? Isn't that exciting? Is that you're going to have a new body. God created your body that you've got right now. His intention was for it to last forever. He wanted to last forever. You know, your heart's designed to never to wear out. It's just the things that we do to it and the sinful nature that's caused it to wear out. And what I want you to know is that you're probably not going to recognize me. So listen for the voice because I'm going to have my fro back. <laughs> that's right. You don't believe it, but I had a fro when I was a teenager. And if I had hair right now, it may be blue, yellow. I don't know, but I do all kinds of stuff with it, right? I see our teenagers come in. They could do, uh, do all these crazy haircuts, and their parents are like, look at that. I'm like, how I'm looking at that. If I had it, I might do it too. <laughs> Amen. I remember what happened with mine. It started falling in the sink, and I stopped. I said, hold on, Rhonda. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When they're combing my hair, my hair falling in the sink. Hold on. And I begin to play taps. Because it ain't coming back. 
And so I just want you, you know, so I want you to be excited about heaven, everybody. And listen, don't be afraid if, if, you know, when it comes to our time to go, don't be afraid. No, no, you let go when it's our time. Don't worry about trying to hang around here because as soon as you take that last breath, you're going to be in heaven with God and it's going to be amazing there. And then you're going to get that new body when that trumpet sounds, a new earthly body. You're already going to have that spiritual body and it's going to be recognizable in heaven. But you get that new body that will last forever and ever and ever on this earth it's going to be amazing so don't be afraid amen don't be afraid look he talks about the second death in revelations 21 and 8 this is the only thing so that when you when you really when you die you don't die because you go be with god but the bible calls the separation from god the second death look what it says it says but the cowardly the unbelieving the vile the murderers the sexually immoral those who practice magic arts the the idolater and the liar their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur notice this last part this is the second death so the bible says that that basically that God calls death that that people that are not ready to meet Jesus. Those who are not Christ followers, when they die, they're going to go to the place without Christ, you know, the place of, 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 like you talk about hell, you know, all the things you've heard about hell, that's what it will be. And so God doesn't want anybody to go there. What's amazed me is God keeps shining his message. It, you know, when, when, again, like when social media and everything goes anti-God, God finds a way to, to shine again. And, and one of those ways that I found was, uh, you know, if you're familiar with basketball, which I'm not that familiar with, but March Madness is a time where all these schools get to have a, a, a tournament. And it, boy, it's a, I mean, like for people trying to make it that national championship, and what's amazing was is that there's a little school called ORU, Oral Roberts University, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a very, very tiny school. And, and this basketball player, as a matter of fact, you'll see the picture right here coming up. You'll see this. See what it says? It says, Oral Roberts University, is it the feel-good March Madness story we need? And what this was, this was written by a person who was anti-God. And so what they were doing was they were talking about all the, all the beliefs of Oral Roberts University, how they should not even be in the championship. But God raised the school up because they, they knocked off number two Ohio State. They knocked off Florida. All those, play, all those schools had players that's going to be in the NBA. And this little bitty school like David and Goliath made it all the way to the Sweet 16. They got all this notoriety. But these people said they shouldn't even be in it because of their stance on marriage and, and their stance on the belief in of the Bible. They shouldn't be in They tried to get them kicked out. But what was amazing is the more they were telling everybody how bad they were, they were pointing out all of God's principles. And I want you to know the whole world just got to hear about God's principle of love and marriage. We got to see God's standards and God's love. God always finds a way to elevate himself. Amen. In this world. I just want you to know we got a big God, everybody. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. It's amazing. And I just want to say right here, right now, before we go any further, I don't want anyone in this room and anyone watching online, I don't want you to worry about death. I don't want that. Listen, you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. When that fear of death is off you, then you come alive. You're not, anxiety begins to leave. Depression leaves when you know that you know that you know that everything's all right with him. Amen? Man, that pillow gets soft at night when you know. And so I don't want you to go another moment without knowing. Whatever worries in your mind right now about, about death, and you can let it go. And so we're going to do that right now. I'm going to ask everybody in this room and everybody watching online. Listen, if you're not sure, right now we're going to get it right. 
And I want you in your heart to believe in your heart. That means that, you know, when you pray this prayer, you're going to believe and you're going to say, God, change my ways. Help me to change my actions. Because what you believe, you see, what you believe changes how you behave. Amen, everybody? And so we're going to pray right now. So right now, just bow your heads with me, those of you at home as well. And if this is you, you just say it in your mind. You don't have to say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of your son, Jesus. I ask you, God, to save me from me. Save me. Lord, I want to live with you forever, and I want to live with your peace and your promise on this earth. And I ask you right now, God, to save me. Forgive me of my sins and come into my life because I believe that you died on the cross and rose again. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, amen, amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand for what he just did. Amen. So if you made, when you made that decision, there's many in this room that made that decision. Would you please just check it on the back of this card? You pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. And those of you that are online, listen, if you have our app, you have a, you have a connection card there. And we got people that are watching all over the world now and all over our country. So we want to encourage you to, to do that as well. The second thing that I would share with you is this. Why, why, should you, why should you look forward to heaven? It shouldn't be scary. Listen, preachers used to scare me to death when I was a teenager about this. You know, like you're going to be left behind. God, Listen, let me tell you something. If God sent Jesus to die for your sins and to do everything he could to, to get you to heaven, he's not looking for every reason to leave you behind. Amen, everybody. You should sleep better at night knowing that. He, he doesn't say, well, we're going to scratch your name out here today. We're going to do this. No, no, no. Looking for every way to get you there. The second thing is this. You will have a place. You will have a place prepared for you in heaven. Aren't you glad? The table is set for you. You ever been to a banquet that, you know, you go to the banquet, you sit down, and if you've been to one of those where they got people's names on the table, you know, you go to all these tables, you're looking for your names. Like, oh, my God, what if they forgot my name? You'll be embarrassed, right, because everybody else has got a name. Well, let me tell you, your name will not be left out. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed. Amen? Jesus says this, John 14, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there, Jesus said, to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. So I want to give you an insight to where we're going, everybody. Does anybody want to know where we're going? What does it look like? You want to know a little bit about that? Anybody? All right, here we go. What is heaven going to look like? Oh, this is good. According to Revelation 7 and 9, all nations and people will worship Jesus. Look what he says. After these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude of which no one can number of all nations, tribes, people and tongues standing before the throne before the lamb clothed with white robes a palm branch in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb you know what is he saying he's saying I want you to know that every every person every nation on earth is going to be represented every language on earth is going to be represented every skin color on earth is going to be represented amen everybody hallelujah There's not going to be a tension in racism anymore. There's not going to be any of that anymore. The old order of things have passed away. And you know what? We're going to get to be with each other and love each other without all of our background and history. We're going to get to know each other. And heaven is going to be a great place because we all are going to love each other. Amen? I'm looking for heaven, aren't you? Aren't you? Don't you thank God there'll be no news media there to constantly try to divide us? Aren't you glad about that? There'll be no Fox News, no CNN, no MSNBC, no talk radio. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It'll be great. 
Those places keep the devil stirred up all the time, right? It's awesome. It's going to be a great place. And you know what? That's what I love about SEC, that we want to be a place that looks like heaven. Amen? We want every nationality represented. We want every skin color represented. We want it all here at SEC. Why? Because we're brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Jesus loves the little children, right? Red, yellow, black, and white. We are all precious in his sight. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Amen. Did I hear a preach pastor? I will if I heard that. That's right. Heaven, oh, heaven will have a lot of bling, everybody. Heaven will have a, oh, heaven will have a lot of bling. Oh, yes, it will. You know, I said this in our run-through, and I said, ladies, heaven have a lot, and the men said, no, no, men like bling too. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, heaven will have a lot of bling. I want you to know that. The Bible said that, there, that, that heaven in, in Revelation uh, Revelations 21 and 9 through 11, it says that heaven will have uh, all kind of gemstones there. It'll have all these beautiful stones that just glitter when, when the light hits them. It glows, you know. And, and ladies, let me tell you, I've heard this, that, that diamonds are a girl's best friend. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're going to love heaven, ladies. Because there's going to be diamonds in heaven. And you know, many of you ladies were given a ring and, and you were given a, a ring that had a diamond on it. And that diamond was the promise that this marriage is going to last forever, right? I mean, that's what it means. Diamonds are forever. They're not going to go away. Well, you know what? I want you to know that promise that that gentleman may have made you may have been broken and, and divorce may have broken your home. But I want to tell you the promise that Jesus made us is going to last forever. And when you see those diamonds in heaven, you can realize that he's king of kings and lord of lords forever. And and he's going to reign forever and he's never going to leave us and never going to forsake us and we're going to be with him forever and ever. I don't know if that excites you or not, but it excites me. I'm tired of politicians promising everything in the world and give nothing. Amen. I'm tired of broken promises, but Jesus made us a promise. He said, don't let your heart be troubled because you can count on me forever. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. It's forever. The gates are, the gates are pearl. The streets are made of gold, everybody. That yes, our heavenly Father's not broke. <laughs> Some of you worried about when you pray, you say, "Oh, what am I going to do?" Our Father's not broke. The Bible says He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Amen. He don't just own the cattle; He owns the hills as well. We're not broke. Heaven will be. Heaven will have a tree of life. Oh, this is so great. Heaven will have a tree of life. Look what it says: in the middle of its streets, on either side of the river, was a tree of life which bore twelve fruits. Each tree yielding its fruit every month. Look, the leaves of the tree were, the, were for the healing of what? The nations. You know what that means is this? It means that as you and I eat, eat what God prepared for us, and when we eat of heaven, that means that we're gonna, whatever we eat is going to be healing to us. Hallelujah. No more artificial preservative, preservatives, everybody. Amen. I mean, none of the junk that kills us right now, you know, whatever we have, when we ingest in heaven, it's going to bring healing to our bodies and that we're going to be healed forever. Instead of what we eat makes us have to take a shot, right? <laughs> or whatever we eat makes have to have, make us have a heart attack right now. Whatever we eat in heaven is going to continually give us life and there's nothing there that's going to be bad for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Chocolate cake is going to be wonderful in heaven. Lord of God, you get to eat it and not have the calories. Hallelujah. I don't know how he's going to do it, but heaven won't be heaven without chocolate cake and Krispy Kreme donuts. Lord of God. Amen. 
No more high cholesterol in heaven. Can I hear an amen, everybody? No more diabetes in heaven. Can I hear an amen, everybody? No more of that. No more of cancer in heaven. Can I hear an amen for that? And no more autism in heaven. Can I hear an amen for that? No more special needs in heaven. Can I hear an amen for that? No more sickness. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more pills in heaven. Hallelujah. It's wonderful. And it's something that we should look forward to and not dread. That there's a better day. I want you to know the address that you have right now in your home is not your permanent address. God's got you one in heaven. Amen. Amen, everybody. Heaven will, heaven will have all happy people in heaven. Oh, yes, he will. Look what it says. For he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things have passed away. Did you hear that? That means in heaven there will be no more murder. Hallelujah. In heaven, there will be no more death in heaven. No more funerals in heaven. Aren't you glad about that? No more, no more sickness. No more, no more watching people die of diseases. No more of that. And no more divorce in heaven. It'll just be wonderful. No more hurts in heaven. No more pains in heaven. No more, no more breaking of relationships in heaven. No more splitting of families in heaven. It's going to be a wonderful place. I'm telling you, heaven's a place that you want to be. That there will not be one reason for you to shed a tear. No more laying in, on your head on your pillow at night and crying, God, why did this happen? Why did this person leave? Why did this disease happen? No more, no more. No more car accidents in heaven. It'll be a wonderful, wonderful place that we should love and want to go to. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you feeling better about heaven now? Are you feeling a little bit better about it? It's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place. You should not be afraid of it. I would tell you this. The third thing is this. The third thing, would you, would you write this down? is that why, why should we look forward to heaven is this? Because people, people who are saved because you shared your faith will be there. Did you hear that? People who are saved because you shared your faith will be there. You see, when we begin to share our faith, we take risks, don't we? It's a big risk to share our faith, a big risk. Because you see, we're afraid of what people might say and how they're gonna respond. But Jesus, notice what Jesus said to his followers. He said, when they begin to ask about the way, the first thing Jesus said is, you know the way. Look what he said in John 14. Jesus said this, John 14 and 4. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered. Let's read it together, everybody. You ready? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I'm the way. If you're going to get to heaven, you've got to go through Jesus. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, we say these daily decorations. And, and this year, you know, we come back to church. We said, we want to declare that we are Christian. We make these decorations at the end of every service. It says, I am a Christian. And, and one of our declarations that we say is, I am a Christian. I'm a Christian who shares my faith and resources generously. I'm a Christian who shares my faith. I want us to stop right there. Who shares my faith. It's important for us to share our faith because we know the way. The greatest mistake that the Christian community is making right now is that we're assuming that everybody else knows what we know. And they do not know. You have to tell them. You know, Rhonda and I believe in practicing what we preach. 
Man, I believe in inviting people to church. And, and Rhonda and Kayla and I were driving the other day to the restaurant in Conyers. We was going to Chili's in Conyers a couple of weeks ago. And you know, my truck is it's, it's like it's a year and a half old, but it's still new to me. And so I was getting in this tight parking space. I want to make sure I got just the right distance this car over here because I don't want to ding my truck up when they open their door, just be honest with you. So I'm looking over here and I'm pulling in and Caitlin goes, Dad, Dad, stop, stop, Dad. I was like, what's wrong? You know, it freaked me out. What? You've almost hit the man over here. There was a man walking beside my truck in between the other truck and, and I almost took him out with a mirror. I mean, I mean, I almost run him over. I said, oh my God, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I hit the, I hit the window down because it was on her side. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, I mean, the man, like he, he's a young man. He, 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 he just sort of gets in, gets right into the window. Caitlin's sort of leaning over and he puts his hand on the window like this. I said, man, I am so sorry. I, I'm so, I didn't mean to. I, I almost run you over. I'm sorry. He said, don't worry about it. He said, my name's Philip. He shook my head and said, I'm in business. He gave me his business card. I'm like, wow, Philip, that's all right. <laughs> Put his hand in the window. I didn't know if he was going to punch me. I didn't know. No idea. And you know what? The Holy Spirit of God had to do this. All of a sudden, he had, he said, my name's Philip. Hand me his business card. He said, I'm in business. And he shared his business. I said, my name's Jeff. And I, you know, I'm a Christian. And I'm in business. Would you come to church with me? <laughs> Philip said, you know what? I might do that. He told me he lived in this area. And so he got his, gave me his business card. He said, well, just text me. So, you know, they, by that, you couldn't get out and go in the restaurants. Then they had to call you in, you know, text you, let you know. You'd. So he, he, he and this lady, that uh, young lady went in with him and, and two small children. And so I was trying to text him, but he wouldn't text me back. I'm like, no, 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 uh-uh. You ain't saying, I'm in business. And it's not nah, doing me like that. Give me the wrong number. So we went into, so they called us into the restaurant. And I sat down at the table and I said, uh, Ron, I got to go to the restroom. She said, no, you don't, Jeff. No, you don't. Said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, no. Yes, I do. And so I got up. Caitlin's like, Dad. I said, I'm going to be right back. I went stalking through that restaurant. <laughs> I found Philip. And what I thought was his wife sitting there. I said, Philip, did you get my text? He said, no. I said, come on, let's get it right, right now, because I'm in business. I got your business card. You need mine. And so we text. And yeah, I want to tell you something. I talked to Philip this week. He, he was going to be here this morning because he's been here every Sunday for the last five weeks. You know what he said to me? He said, Jeff, because those people are so kind and so loving, he said, I haven't been to church in five Sundays in a row in my entire life. He said, but there's something about those people at that church that makes me want to come back and makes me want to be closer to God. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> what I did not know when he come to church, I said, hey, man, where's your wife? He said, he said, Pastor, that wasn't my wife. That was my first date with that lady. <laughs> I messed his first date up. <laughs> Just leave it to Jeff. One more thing I'll tell you, and we're going to have communion. Hey, and I need someone to bring me a communion cup. I left mine back there. Rhonda, you know, I've been at the gym. Been going to the gym for years, trying to share my faith. You know, because... I think everybody I work with here is saved. They're supposed to be anyways. 
We're still checking on Pastor Chris, but anyways. <laughs> but, I, but you know, so I'm trying to share my faith. So I've been wearing my T-shirt. I see some of you got your T-shirt on. It says, I'm a Christian. Ask me why. And so when I wear that on Wednesday, I call it Witness Wednesday. I wear it on Wednesday. I make sure to walk around with no wrinkles so they can read the letters. Ask me. Ask me. Nobody, not one person there has asked me anything about my faith. So I've been trying to, so I've been going to people and I got these little cards right here, little invite cards that check me out, check us out. And so I've been trying to invite people and every time I go to them, they sort of turn and walk the other way. Well, Rhonda decided she wanted to start the gym with me a week ago. And what I noticed was is that we walk, she walks in with me and I'm so proud of her. She gets up early in the morning to do this. And so she walks in with me and this guy that I've been trying to talk to forever who just keeps passing me by. I know his name. I say, hey, Jeremy. He comes in. I say, hey, Jeremy. I said, uh, hey, this is my wife, Ronnie. He said, hey, how you doing? I said, Jeremy, would you like to come to Easter service with me? He said, you know what? I think I would. I'm like, are you? I didn't hear. You know, I'm, no, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't believe in God. No, yes. Because Ronnie's standing right there. And then, you know what? I said, now, Rhonda, listen, I just invited somebody. You got to do this. She said, okay. So she finds a lady in the gym that knows everybody. She went in and she invited this one lady to the gym. And this lady, Rhonda went to invite her. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. I will be there. I'm going to try to invite my family. Rhonda's like, great. The next day I go to the gym, the lady comes and finds me. She said, hey, where's your wife? She's supposed to have me. She said that she would give me a whole stack of these cards to give out. I said, what? She said, yes. She said, she asked me, would I give one to everybody in the gym? That lady knows everybody in the gym. And then one day, Rhonda's got the whole gym witness to. One day. One day. One day. I've been there for five years. One day. Everybody loves that lady. She's going around, hey, won't y'all come to go to church with me? How in the world did she do that? It's risk being willing to take the risk. And I'm asking you to take the risk this Easter. We have five services. We're doing that so there's plenty of room. It's time to, to get back to God's house. Amen, everybody. I love, you got a beautiful group here today. It's so good to see all of you. And those of you that are online, maybe you're looking for the opportunity to get back in. Well, this Easter's time to do that. I want you to share this. I want you to go ahead and take your communion cup, if you don't mind. Take that out. And this morning, I just want us to recognize that Jesus took the risk. Would you agree that leaving heaven and coming to earth was a risk? I mean, if you don't believe that Jesus was stressed out, that you got to read the gospels and find that where he was praying before he got, the night before he was arrested to be crucified, how his sweat became great drops of blood. He was so stressed out. And so today, we're going to celebrate our champion, amen? That Jesus took a risk that you and I can have heaven. And we don't have to be afraid, everybody. Would you just go ahead and pull that first tab, tab back? Take that wafer out. This wafer right here, Jesus said, do this and remember to me. Don't forget that I took a risk for you. He said, and guess what? He said, do this until I come back. It represents Jesus coming back as well. Right now, would you take the bread and remembering the Lord's body that was broken for you? 
Jesus, we remember. We remember that it was your body, that you took our place, that we should have, we should be, we should have had to pay the price for our sins. We should have been punished. We should have been beaten. We should have been whipped. We should have had a crown of thorns on our head. We should have had nails put in our hands. But you took our place. You took a risk for us. Would you now take the other tab and pull it back? This is juice. It's representation of Jesus' blood that was shed for us. And remember, he gave his life blood so that you would not have to give yours and you can enter heaven. Amen. Would you do it right now? Come on. Heavenly Father, we remember. We remember exactly what, what you sent your son to do and he did it. And next week, we're going to celebrate the resurrection. We're going to celebrate your Holy Spirit coming in and empowering him and, and that we have that. Father, I just pray right now that, that you would just move among us, oh God, and let us know that we're not alone. Just as we receive communion, it is a reminder that you came and you died, but you didn't stay in the grave. You got up out of that grave and we celebrate you. And there is no social media in all the world that will silence our voices, that will shut us down because we will declare that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords and you are the soon coming King and that our hope is in you. In Jesus' name, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.